0: Draft season is upon us, but the portal is just making it weird. Uh, Many more college football head coaching changes to talk about. What bowl games are me and Shane going to watch? And who's ready for a top 10 mock draft? All that and more coming up next on the Draft Countdown Podcast. Welcome to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosarts joined as always by my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, we are 140 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, 20 seconds away from the 2024
1: NFL draft. Yeah, we're in the we're in the new period of college football, the the transfer portal weeks until we really can uh get, get all the lists uh updated and see who's actually in this draft. So I think things get a little confusing here moving forward.
0: I've had, I just released my top 200 board today and just in the last 24 hours, I've had two players I had rated in the top 75 have uh, hit the portal and just basically taking themselves out of this draft class for now, at least, uh, you know, we'll see what they're kind of playing with fire, man. I mean, because the longer, if you, if you're, not in the portal, you're not going to be able to get in one of the all-star games, right? So you're kind of putting yourself behind the eight ball a little bit uh, if you're in that kind of draft range, right?
1: Yeah, uh, potentially. You know, I, I think with the NIL money now, there's a lot of opportunities for some of these. I'm not a first-round pick. Maybe I'm a day-two pick, but maybe not. To go in the portal, make some cash, and hope to improve their draft stock. Like you said, if the money doesn't flow in, then you could change course in a couple of weeks. Maybe you can still make an All Star game if you want to. Um, I'm interested to see now mature kind of the second year of this, and it seems like a lot of these players know what they want and are doing it early. That you know maybe we can have some some clarity a little earlier.
0: Yeah, it's it's been wild, uh, about as wild as the college wall head coaching uh, carousels been, but it appears. Like, we're uh, winding down a little bit. I wrote it down last week and forgot to talk about it, so I'm just i going to lead with this one. Bobby Petrino back in Arkansas is the offensive coordinator, Shane.
1: What the hell? Uh, Look, look, if you had told me that, you know, a decade ago, I would have called you nuts. But Bobby Petrino is a good offensive coordinator. I mean, he is for all the character flaws, and there's a lot of them that he has uh yeah th- this feels to me like a desperation move right for to uh to, to to you know to hang on to uh for Sam Pittman hang on to his job ultimately
0: uh oh, I'm gonna be honest when I initially saw it I thought this was Sam Pittman hired his successor but that's oh please don't. just that was the first thought uh Let's, let's, let's go through this quickly. Uh, Indiana has hired James Madison head coach Kurt Signetti as their head coach. This
1: feels like a really good hire for the Hoosiers. Feels like a slam dunk to me. I mean, he's done well now consistently, multiple years developing talent. You know, Indiana's not a, a great job, but it's a Big Ten job. Uh, expectations aren't, like, super high. If you can get a 6-7 win season, then you're in pretty good shape. I'm guessing, yeah, it's a nice spot, and if I do really well, then you can move up to one of the big boys.
0: Um, another one that feels pretty slam dunky to me is uh, Houston hiring Tulane head coach Willie Fritz to be their head coach. Now, had I known that this hire was taking place, I would not have picked Tulane as the lock of the week last week. Had I known Fritz
1: had one foot out the door, but still, this feels like a really good hire for the Cougars. I, I mean, Tulane's been, I don't know, maybe the best. G5 school here the past couple of years so Absolutely. Um, I'm interested to see how, how that offense looks with him and with the talent that they have there. See, see how it shakes out. But, yeah, I like the Willie Fritz hire.
0: A couple of under-the-radar uh, group of five uh, hires that I liked over the last couple of days. Middle Tennessee bringing in former Vanderbilt head coach Derek Mason as their head coach. I mean, right there in the Nashville area. And uh, New Mexico hiring Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, to be their head coach.
1: I, I really like both those hires. I'll tell you, Derek Mason, uh, I, I, I can't remember when he was on there a couple years ago for the national championship. They have the coaches' roundtable. Re- always really it was impressive to me in terms of his football knowledge. So I think Middle Tennessee is a really good spot. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite G5 hires for sure.
0: Um, I'll quickly run through uh, the rest of these. Uh, Nevada fired their head coach, Ken Wilson, who was four and 20 after two years and immediately hired uh former Montana state and current Texas
1: co-defensive coordinator, Jeff Choate. Sure. like, I, I don't know. What, what's the expectation in the battle? Four is not good, but it's good. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess when the, a few years
0: ago, right, that was a really successful program. The guy who left and went to Colorado state, um, uh, Norvell, Mike, uh, t- I, yeah, anyway, he had a good program there with Carson Strong and Romeo Dubs, and they had all those – remember when they had all those offensive skill players there, uh, Cole Turner and the likes, but they they fell off the map the last two years. Uh, Boise State took the interim tag off of Spencer Danielson. I mean, no-brainer no to me. They haven't lost a game. He's been the head coach, won the Mountain West Championship.
1: Yeah, what, what a what a performance. Maybe the best interim performance that we've seen. These three games, they've just been like on fire now. You know, he lost his starting quarterback to the portal, and, and we'll see how, how the team looks. But a great coaching job.
0: Yeah, uh you you uh UTEP hired Austin P head coach and former Southern Miss interim coach Scotty Walden. Uh Louisiana Monroe hired New Mexico offensive coordinator and the former interim head coach at UAB, Bryant Vincent. Uh, as well, and finally, uh, Wyoming head coach Craig Bowl is going to announce his retirement. He will coach them in the bowl game. They promoted uh, deep scorer,
1: Jay Sawville. I, 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 was like, you know, reaching into the FBS, getting a, a good coach out of the FBS, bringing them up to, to some of these G5 schools. I, I think it's a smart shot to take. More schools should probably do that.
0: Yep. Uh, so that's it on that. Um, so, yeah, Shane, uh, a few weeks ago, we did a top 10 mock draft where we basically just took the top 10 picks and we did a mock draft. Fairly simple concept. We figured, hey, let's try it out again. Yeah. So, the last time, Shane, you had the odds, I had the evens. Uh, we're going to flip that this time, which means I get to have the first pick uh, this go around. But oddly enough, we I get to do both Chicago's picks like you did the last time as well as that works out. So, with that being said, Shannon, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, let's do it. Some uh, different teams uh, this go-around than the last time we had, so that's always fun. But we're going to start here uh, with this top ten mock draft. Pick one, Chicago Bears. Uh, they get this pick from Carolina because they're terrible. They're 1-11. And have lost five games in a row, um, but Chicago has the pick. If they've got this pick, and they're still picking in the top five like they are, you have to think Justin Fields' time is done as the head man or as the the lead charge there at quarterback. I don't like this as a slam dunk as much as I did the last time we did this exercise. <laughs> But I still think it's Caleb Williams when it's all said and done. The quarterback from Southern Cal is the number one pick in the draft.
1: I mean, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. The question's just, are the Bears going to pick at the number one pick in the draft? Like, if they're here and do want to keep Justin Fields, then they can trade. Um, I mean, there's definitely some rumors that we could see the Bears brass change again uh, very quickly here. And try to move to you know a different direction, scrap everything. So i I tend to think they'll pick Caleb Williams. I think passing up you know a, a franchise quarterback like this um, it would just be dumb. It'd just be dumb for them to move down again the second year in a row. You already have a bunch of picks. Like just go get the guy.
0: And you can always move back on from five and pick up more picks. You're probably going to get a handful of picks for fields when you move him, right? So you're going to have plenty of of ammunition, I think, and potentially more if you want it. Just take the guy at one and deal off of five or whatever and deal fields and and get what you're going to get.
1: You said I think the main question is, you know, is Ryan Poles still the GM? Is Luke Getze still the head coach? Or or you say this is a perfect time to go fresh again, um, you know, and just sucks they didn't get much of an opportunity, but it might be the perfect time to, uh, to do it. Yeah. All
0: right. Did not think that we would be sitting here at pick two New England Patriots the last time we did this. Uh, exercise Shane, but that's where you are. The two and ten New England Patriots losers of five in a row, coming off a nice six to nothing defeat at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers, which is just bad in itself. But uh, w- where
1: is New England looking here at two? I, I mean, they're going to take quarterback if <laughs> they're picking a two-year taking quarterback here. They Jones for Bailey Zappi, who, you know, couldn't score a point. Uh, so they clearly don't believe in Mac Jones. Whether Bill Belichick is still the head coach of the New England Patriots or not, you're taking a quarterback at two. Yeah, uh, you know, this might look bad to in, in uh, even a month, a couple months. Uh, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk of who that quarterback is at two.
0: I completely agree with where, you're, what you're, where, where, where your mind's at here.
1: Like uh, I think we we propped up Drake Bay before the season. We had the articles. Is he better than Caleb Williams? Drake Bay's still gonna go in the top five of this draft. He's still very good. But I mean Jaden Daniels possibly had the greatest college football season ever. It it, it is uh, some of the advanced metrics of what Jaden Daniels did at LSU this year is bonkers, you know. And so if you bring in Let's say Bill Belichick's gone, he leaves, he goes to the Chargers, and you bring in a new head coach, you bring in a new system, and they see the potential for Lamar Jackson to be on their team. Uh, I think you take that over a little more raw, younger Drake May. So I'm going to take Jane Daniels, quarterback at LSU here at pick two to the New England Patriots.
0: This was crazy a month ago. You're right. I don't think it's crazy anymore, and, and I'm with you. Um, I I I I moved in my top 200 this week. Jaden Daniels ahead of Drake Mack. I, I moved him up to QB two this oh, week, yeah. so I, I'm I'm there. I'm I'm fully on board uh, with this pick. And like you said, I don't think it's the Belichick regime making this pick either. So that that in itself yeah. is is interesting. Wild, wild, wild times. Uh, in the NFL, uh, that brings me up now to pick three in the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm okay with Kyler Murray, I guess. Plus, he's, we got a big contract there anyway, so i don't I don't think we're looking in the QB direction here. Um, so let's get the next Larry Fitzgerald in the desert, right? That's that's kind of where we're at. I don't I don't see this pick going any other way. Uh, with the way this board's fallen i think arizona easily runs the card up for marvin harrison junior
1: i tend to agree i think the only thing that could hold me back like is a top 3 pick at receiver is very rare and is marvin harrison junior worth that right over like arizona kind of has this perfect situation of you drafted your franchise offensive tackle last year in Paris Johnson. You have Kyler Murray, like you said. So it's really, you know, you draft a pass rusher or you take a receiver. I, I tend to think Marvin Harrison Jr. is worth this pick here.
0: Yeah, and, and, and yes, it, it is rare, but just with this third overall pick, the guy I mentioned before, that's where Larry Fitzgerald came off the board at three. And what's the difference three or four here? A.J. Green, who I see a lot of comps uh, for Marvin Harrison Jr., comp to A.J. Green, pick four. Pick position here is not – I mean, I get that it rarely happens, but I I think you just take the talent here. And like you said, they've got the offensive tackle already. Yes, they need a pass rusher, but that is a depthful position in this class, and you've got another first-round pick here as well right so we won't get that far down in the first round but arizona does have houston's first round pick
1: right now the other question is they could move down from three i think it's going to be a prime spot for that third quarterback right i think there is a big drop off so
0: right. well especially with teams like the giants uh tennessee new orleans who we know will damn, well will trade up with anybody for anything. Their price, their price of trading is not what everybody else's is. All right, Shane. Now you're up now with pick four and the Washington commanders, uh, our guy draft guy, Jimmy big commanders guy says they better get one of these tackles, Shane.
1: Oh, oh I like, it's a tough choice here for the, the commanders. Um, a, I don't think Ron Rivera is the coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's been setting up for a long time. I think what might determine this pick and and where we're at in our mock is is does Eric Bieni just move up to head coach? I think to me, uh, it's my conspiracy theory that's been what's been brewing this whole time. The offense for the Commanders has overperformed expectations. The defense is really really bad. Uh, so. If that's the case, then I I think Jimmy's right. I think offensive tackle makes a lot of sense. If they bring in someone from the outside, I don't think a new head coach is gonna look at Sam Howe and say, Yep, that's my guy. You know, let let me ride or die with Sam Howe. Like I think Sam Howe is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback in the NFL. And so if you're picking a four, I don't I don't think he'd pass on the quarterback. So I'm taking Drake Bay, the quarterback of North Carolina here. Uh, I, I just If you're Washington, you could take an offensive tackle in round two. You could trade back into the first. It's a pretty good offensive tackle class, but you're not getting a quarterback like Drake May anywhere else in this draft, and the commanders have needed that quarterback position for a a pretty long time here.
0: Yep. So there you go. Uh, Well, now, so that brings – me around to pick five again, and the Chicago Bears with their own pick. And we, we discussed them, you know, maybe they move back down off this pick, you know, to get other picks or whatever. But for this exercise, we're not going with that. Uh, they traded for Montez Sweat at the uh, deadline and extended him. So I... Don't know if that eliminates their need for a pass rusher because they can all you can always have more pass rushers, but I don't think that's where they go here. I do think that with the offensive tackle sitting on the board, that is the that is the play here. And I'm just going to go with Penn State's uh, offensive tackle Olu Fashanu, who is my uh, number one offensive tackle as the uh, the guy for the Bears here.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick. Once again, I think if Ryan Poles is the GM, maybe he doesn't pull the trigger here and sticks with Braxton Jones. Uh, but if they clean house, I, I don't think you'll look at Braxton Jones and think this guy's, you know, protecting Caleb Williams' blind side, uh, you know, well. So, I'm, I'm, I'm with you.
0: <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't mind. Braxton Jones is not a bad player, but he's not near the level that Fashanu is, or Joe Alt, for that matter, or, help some of these other guys that, could be first-round offensive tackles. Uh, all right, Shane. New York Jets here, and what a mess going on with that team right now. Basically begging Zach Wilson to come be the quarterback again. This is just – it's gotten sad, 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 sad here uh, in New York. What do the Jets do here? Because
1: I, I, we're out of quarterbacks, so <laughs> – well, well that's yeah, just coming back baby you know we the jets could could go from a top 10 team to a contender yeah i wonder if uh if robert Sal thought we could kind of tank start tim boyle and then they started to be so bad then it's like man I might get I might get fired. Get fired right? <laughs> Zach, come back. Um, I think it's an easy pick here for the Jets. I think it's Joe Alt, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. I mean, the offensive line is great. we pegged them to take a tackle last year. Uh, the Steelers traded ahead of them for Broderick Jones. You can't tell me that the Jets weren't going to take him if he was there. They still need uh, an offensive tackle. I think I think Alt is the safest offensive tackle pick you can make in this draft to have a ten-year career.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. Um,
1: I am at a loss
0: here with the Giants because the board has not been kind here, right? <laughs> to, to what what we're needing. And I honestly just don't know where to go. There's not a whole lot. The, the, I can't, there's not a quarterback value here, right? And they need a quarterback, but I'm not drafting Bo Nix or Michael Pinnix at pick seven. It's not going to do it. Um, I've got I've got a first round tackle last year in Evan Neal. I've got Andrew Thomas. I, so offensive tackle is not a need here. Who's is wide receiver two worth here? I, probably, but who is wide receiver two? That's where I'm going to land here because we've also got pass rushers we've drafted recently as well, and I think. These guys are falling whether they should or not, but um, but that's where I'm gonna end up with with a wide receiver here, maybe a little earlier than I thought. And I'm gonna go with Malik Neighbors, the big fast wide receiver out of LSU. Uh he, he's quite um ish here this season.
1: I think he's closer to Marvin Harrison than he is the wide receiver three. You know, I, yeah. I think Malik neighbors is a top 10 pick. and I think it's a great pick for the giants who, uh, you know, shades, shades of Odell Beckham, honestly, and, and how Malik neighbors plays. And uh, I think he'd be right at home, uh, on that team. But do you agree that the board did not necessarily fall the way the
0: giants oh, might have wanted I mean, it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great to have a quarterback there, but you're not going to get one at seven. Sorry. They won too many meaningless games. Um, if they win one more, they're probably out of the quarterback. Case. I'm gonna be honest.
0: I thought when they started Tommy DeVito that they were heading in the wrong. That they were in the tank mode, but it blows my mind. Anyway, right. pick eight the Tennessee Titans. Now, uh, Will Levis is who he is. That's that's about. But again, we're not replacing Will Levis here at pick eight, so. Where, where are the Titans looking here, Shane?
1: I think it's definitely going to be on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I mean they could use offensive line help, but have kind of pieced together. It took Peter Skronsky last year. They pieced together a decent offensive line. Jalen Duncan, our boy, six-round pick, uh, you know, tur- turned in a pretty good performance here at left tackle. Um, yeah, I mean, with neighbors gone, I don't think receiver's an option. So we're going to go Defense. Uh, I'm really between two players. I think one's a better value. Like, I, I think Dallas Turner's off the board by now, the edge rusher out of Alabama. I don't know who, because, like, I don't think he made a bad pick here. But I don't think either of us have. You know, it's just how the board fell. I also think Jarzahn Newton makes a lot of sense of that nose tackle position for them. They do have Jeffrey Simmons. Um, so, I you know, the pass rushers are decent. I mean, Harold Landry and Arden Key, they brought in, but uh, Rashad Weaver. But I, I, I'm i going to take Dallas Turner here. I just don't think he should fall anymore. Um, I think it gives us some flexibility on the right outside linebacker position. You know, Turner's good at standing up. He's a great fit for the defense. I think my friend is going to like him a lot. So I'm going to go with Turner here.
0: He's very good, man. Um uh, this, has been, this is going to be a very good edge group uh, with him, a guy that's fixing to come off the board at nine, and uh, another guy that I really like. But uh, that brings us here to the New Orleans Saints, pick nine, and this team is in perpetual cap hell as they always are. They're stuck with Derek Carr, quarterback, whether they like it or not. Um, their receiver room outside of Chris Olave probably needs some overhaul. They are getting some good – Snaps out of A.T. Perry and Rashid Shahid has gone above and beyond what he should have been. But they um, they constantly looking for a pass rush here. Uh, they took Peyton Turner um, in the first round a few years ago. I love Peyton Turner, but he can't stay healthy. Uh, been hurt pretty much his entire career. They tried it with Marcus Davenport, same thing. Cam Jordan, who's never hurt, but is just old, right? So we've got to get some extra pass rush here. That And because of the injury history that we know about Latu-Latu, despite that I think he's the best overall edge rusher in this class, I think the Saints will pass on him and go with the guy who I don't know if anybody's watched the last two Florida State games, but Jared Verse. It's just all kinds of animal. And that speed to power that verse has will fit into New Orleans excellently here. And I think that's where the Saints end up here Florida state edge rusher, Jared
1: verse. He, he kind of feels like a Saints player in pick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. So uh, I do like the fit. I think Kim, Dallas, Turner, and Lee Tulatu are all super close together i think it's going to be team preference and fit of who goes first Mm -hmm. and who goes third
0: yeah and like i said there's other guys that are going to go later in the first round that are going to have instant impacts in the nfl this is a very good edge group uh, especially at the top uh rounding out the top 10 here uh shane the tampa bay buccaneers and close us out
1: Uh, I mean, Tampa's in a tough spot too. Uh, They're just too good of a team. Uh, You know, you you don't have a quarterback here worth taking, and and you're probably stuck with Baker Mayfield for another year. Um, You know, the other positions, nothing looks awful. It's just not a great, you know, a a great team without the quarterback at the helm that can put up points. Um, So I'm going to go to the defensive side. I mean, the secondary for the Buccaneers has just been awful. For a long time, I do think it's a little more difficult in terms of what corner goes first. So I'm going to stick with who I think both of us have had as our top corner for a while. Uh, I'm going to go with Kool Aid McKinstry, the corner out of Alabama. But if you told me Queen Mitchell from Toledo, you know, went here, or Terry on Arnold went here, like, it, you know, in April, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Nate Wiggins, uh, you know, name, name a corner name. I think they could rise to this area. Uh, but I think just Coy McKinstry is going to have the athleticism. He has some of the special teams ability. And, you know, he teams just stop throwing to him. They threw to Terry on Arnold. We talked about it last week. Uh, I, I still think teams going to like uh, McKinstry plenty.
0: There you go. So that's uh, that's our top 10 mock draft uh, for the week. We'll recap quickly here. Uh, pick one the Chicago Bears by way of Carolina. Select Caleb Williams, quarterback, Southern Cal. New England selects Jaden Daniels, quarterback, LSU. Arizona selects Marvin Harrison, Jr., wide receiver, Ohio State. Washington selects Drake May, quarterback, North Carolina. Chicago, with their own pick, selects Olu Fashano, offensive tackle, Penn State. The Jets select Joe Alt, Offensive Tackle Notre Dame. The Giants take Malik Neighbors, Wide Receiver LSU. Tennessee takes Dallas Turner, Edge Rusher Alabama. New Orleans takes Jared Verse, Edge Rusher Florida State. And rounding out the top ten, Tampa Bay selects Kool-Aid McKintree, Cornerback Alabama. And that is our top ten mock draft.
1: Love it. As always,
0: quarterbacks dictate all.
1: Yeah. It's kinda I think those three are a clear tier of their own. Mm-hmm. And it'll be months of will there be a fourth in the first round? I think that'll be the debate. I I feel like we're
0: gonna get a fourth in there this year. I just don't know which
1: I I, I think everyone will think we'll get a fourth and then we won't. You're probably right. usually what happens nowadays. You're probably
0: right. <laughs> All right. All right, let's wrap up our uh, lock of the week for the season, and we both ended on the loss last week, Shane. We failed. Like I said, I had I known Willie Fritz had one foot out the door, would not have taken Tulane as the lock of the week, so I close up at nine and six. Shane, um, you lo- lose last week to go sub-500 on the year, seven and eight.
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, Louisville couldn't score more than six points. It's all – that's all, all I needed. I well, what a time.
0: defensive performance from Florida State, though, yeah, man. I mean that's that dominated is just, uh,
1: Yeah. But you can't get in the playoff with a good defense. Can't, so anyway. No, your defense doesn't get you in the playoff, or else I would be the number one. <laughs> well, well yeah, once I get too far.
0: <laughs> all right. That's gonna do it for the that wraps up our lock of the week segment. Now every year we decide what bowl games we're gonna watch going in, Shane. And we have a bowl game draft. Forty two bowl games this year. We're only going to draft 38 because of the 38 of the 42 bowl games, I will be live at two covering for draft countdown. Got credentials this week for the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Pumped up about that. Pumped up to be in the uh, press box of the Superdome. That's a bucket list item for me, so I'm pretty pumped for that. And I'll also be at the 68 Ventures Bowl in Mobile, as I always am. Uh, so I will have those games between Jacksonville State and Louisiana and South Alabama and Eastern Michigan, respectively. Shane, as always, I defer the Ohio State bowl game to you because that's your team. So you will get them in the Cotton Bowl against Missouri. And to even it out, I just randomly picked a first-day bowl game, and you Mm -hmm. get the New Mexico
1: Bowl between Fresno State and New Mexico State. Nice. That was the third worst on my board, so I will take it. There you go. So it works out. (laughs) It works out. That's probably fair. I'll be live
0: at a bowl game where there won't be a single-player sniff the NFL draft, (laughs) so it'll be okay.
1: So yeah, that evens it out nicely. I
0: like it. So I don't know how we decide who goes first here. Do we take think, the rock think, scissors think, live on the I air? Think, no,
1: no. I think you go first because you won lock of the week. You had the better record for the okay. season. There, so there we go. That is, that, that is how
0: we determine this. That's, that's how you're we right.
1: determine yeah. I'm
0: glad you remembered that. Well, all right then. So with that said, my first selection of the full game mock draft will be the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans between Texas and Washington. I just feel like watching an offensive game. I can
1: use it. So do, do I get one pick or two picks? Is, it, is it You will 20? go. We will snake here, so you'll go we'll two picks. Two. Okay. Then I'm going to take the Rose Bowl. I'll take Michigan against Alabama. I'll take the other. That was top of my, my list here. Um, and then uh, – The the, the problem with with the bowl draft every year is you just don't know which eligible players are going to play, right? So, like, I'm going to pick a a game I want to watch, but I feel like there's not going to be many draftable guys in it. I'm going to take Florida State and Georgia just for the storyline and the intrigue. Maybe Florida State players are amped up and they're going to play and want to, you know, take it to Georgia. That's what I'm hoping for. So, I'll, uh, I'll take that one and see if they can stay undefeated all year.
0: Yeah, that that was kind of where I'm at. I had that down as my number three game to go after. So I I was, uh, I'm with you, uh, but I'm curious. I mean, I already know there's a handful of four State players who have have entered the portal who aren't going to play. So we'll see how that goes. All right, so back-to-back picks for me now. I'm going to go with the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, and I'm going to take Mississippi and Penn State for that one. We'll see who's playing in that one. And I will go down a little bit to the Alamo Bowl, San Antonio, uh, Arizona, and Oklahoma. This seems like a fun game. Do, do we have Shane?
1: Look, I'm back as a, a third third wheel. There we go. I mean, yeah, yeah, the, the internet side is shut down. So, so you took the out, outback, Bowl? the Alamo Bowl. The Alamo Bowl. Right. That was so my, I, I, cool. I took the peach and the Alamo. Oh, uh, okay. that, that, that the Alamo is gonna be really good. Oklahoma, Arizona. Yeah, I think
0: it's gonna be a fun
1: game. Uh, those are the top two on my list. Uh, good, good picks. I'm gonna go with the Gator Bowl, I'm gonna go Clemson against Kentucky. Uh, I think is a little bit intriguing. Um, now Clemson's guys are bolting left and right from Clemson already as well, but I think it's a good matchup. So Gator pull it up, and I'm go- I'm gonna dip down. Um, I know I, I, we're obviously not getting Caleb Williams, but I, I'm gonna go Holiday Bowl, Louisville against USC. I think it's gonna be some offensive firepower in that one. Uh, I, I'm interested to see usc's freshman quarterback potentially starting and uh you know see see what louisville can do so I'll dip down a little bit for that i
0: one. did not have either of those games on my board wow not even on the board i took them off because i well it's like i i Ouch. just watched louisville last week yeah so it's like I, I didn't want to watch them again so soon and i've watched southern cal i, had, I think i've got like three games of them already this year so i'm like Okay, and then the other – what was the other you took? Uh, The Gator, Kentucky, and Clemson. I've I've seen enough of those teams. So uh, I moved on. So my next pick, I'm going to go a little bit further back as well, and I'm going to go all the way up to the Las Vegas Bowl. And Northwestern's been fun, right, since they had their interim coach. Anxious to see uh, how they play in this bowl game. And Utah, always a fun team to watch, always a lot of players other uh, NFL players that are going to be on that roster. So I go with the, Al- the uh, Las Vegas Bowl between Northwestern and Utah. And then I'm going to come back down to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in El Paso. Yeah, this game's actually, already sold out, man. The Tony uh, the Tiger Bowl uh, between Notre Dame and Oregon State. I'm going to go. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this just not. Like a rematch of the, was it the 0-1 Fiesta Bowl when Chad Johnson and all them just beat the crap out of Notre Dame?
1: Oh, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah,
0: so yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll see some highlights of that during the game or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah look, I, I would have taken the Tony of the Tiger Bowl here just for the name alone. There's some, some good names this year. Uh, all right, I'll take the low-hanging fruit. I'll take the Fiesta Bowl. I'll take Oregon against Liberty. Maybe Liberty can do it. Maybe we get a Boise State, Oklahoma. I'll right? say
0: this: I was very intrigued by their quarterback Caden Salter when I watched them uh, against New Mexico State last week.
1: Like very intriguing high, player, high four-star recruit got dismissed from Tennessee. I mean, he's a good, he's a good, a, a talented player with a good arm and good athleticism. So, yeah, um, not not many players in this draft from Liberty, but no,
0: no,
1: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and then. Because, because I'm a glutton for punishment, Brian, I'm going to take, take Iowa Tennessee. I'm going to take the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> I I, I, you know, I like the matchup because Tennessee is – I feel like maybe Joe Milton plays, right? If he plays well against the this defense, against the Broyles award winner, at uh, defensive coordinator, like could help him. So maybe we get him and we get to see if Tennessee can crack that Iowa defense.
0: This game was not on my board. There was no what? way I was watching another <laughs> Iowa football game. <laughs> Just wasn't going to happen.
1: I like defense. I like defense. I, yeah, I like it. All
0: right. My next selection will be the old Outback Bowl, now known as the ReliaQuest Bowl. I'm going to take LSU and Wisconsin. I know there's no chance Malik Neighbors or Jaden Daniels are playing in this football game. No way. But uh, I haven't watched Wisconsin this year. I was yeah. by that, so that's that's kind of why I put them down. There'll be a couple of players that'll play in this game for them. That'll be in the draft this year. So I took that one and I liked what I saw from Virginia tech, the, the handful of times I watched them this year. So I don't know if Michael Pratt will play in this one. Uh, But if he does, then it's another shot to watch him and Virginia tech's quarterback uh, is it drones. Uh He's played well. And Daquan Felton I think is a draftable wide receiver, big height, weight, speed guy. Uh, Virginia Tech. So, give me that game—the Military Bowl in
1: Annapolis. Yeah, military bowl. Now that was that was next up for me. You're you're staking me. I'm picking things down even on your board. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm taking this one just for the ending. I'm going Duke's Mayo Bowl because you, you got to see the mayonnaise dumped on someone. Uh, North Carolina against West Virginia. <laughs> Drake May not going to play in this game. Um, North Carolina already has a transfer quarterback coming in next year. They're, they already got it done, uh, signed in a way, Max Johnson. So, um, so you know, obviously we won't see May, but maybe we can see Devontae Walker for North Carolina. And West Virginia, I think, has some lower guys that could get drafted. That it's especially probably- the interior offensive line. Yeah, yeah right. Um, and I'm going to go Texas Bowl. Oklahoma State against Texas A&M just feels right. Uh, uh, you know, Texas A&M. Maybe as the most portal players right now that have left already. Um, and Oklahoma State, Ollie Gordon, I think, is is a stud at running back. So I'll, I'll take I'll take that, even if we don't get many draftable guys this year.
0: Yeah, I uh, I had Duke's Mayo up next on my list. So you actually took one from me that oh, time. Yeah. That's right. okay. There go. Uh, so I'm going to come all the way back to opening weekend. Uh, just I wanted to get a couple of games here. And I'm going to start with the uh, the the uh, the Gronk LA Bowl, uh, sponsored by Rob Gronkowski this year. Uh, uh, Boise State and UCLA. I uh, I assume Chase Garbers will probably be the quarterback for UCLA with with the freshman in the portal there. I don't know who's all going to be available for UCLA, but Boise State that was a fun offense. That uh, was their quarterbacks in the portal there now. I saw that uh, Taylon Green. He had a great game in the uh, Mountain West Championship game, but their running back, uh, Gente, uh is coming back, and he's a stud, right? So, yeah. second-year player, so that'll be fun to watch. And Later that, or maybe the same time, I'm not sure, but uh, the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, uh, always some wacky stuff in that game. Uh, give me Cal and Texas Tech in that one, just because, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! You really are. You're just gonna be that whole night. It's all, uh, all Brian there. I like it. Uh, mm, I think f- like we're getting down to the. It's it's getting down to the, uh, the, uh, the 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 dregs, if you will. Yeah. Um. Let I'm gonna go with the Pop Tarts bowl. <laughs> Not <laughs> a great bowl name. That's how you know we don't have enough bowls. NC State against Kansas State, uh, two disappointing teams. So NC State, you know, caught fire late. Um, Kansas State will Howard their quarterback's already in the portal, but they have some younger players too. So, yeah, you know, Pop Tarts Bowl.
0: Their offensive What's, coordinator also in the portal. There, he just uh, signed. He's uh, now the Texas AM offensive coordinator, Colin Klein.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who who needs who, who needs an offensive coordinator for the bowl game? You don't need that. Well, they've already they
0: actually promoted their offensive line coach offensive coordinator, so they've got so
1: right. Well, you have to have something, but uh, uh, after that, I'm trying to see if there's any of the the early early games that I like not really. So I'm just gonna go back to my board. Then I'm gonna go with the the guaranteed rate bowl. Give me Kansas against UNLV. Uh, UNLV's been good this year. You've been on them pretty yep. pretty hotly, and so I, I think we see most of the UNLV team go up against the uh, good kids team. Yeah,
0: their uh, quarterback Jordan Mavia entered the portal and then come out in the same day. So, I, I but he he's been a he's been very good for them this year. Once he was inserted in starting lineup, that was pretty much the catalyst uh, for them to have the season they've had at UNLV, and Jaden Daniels, like you said, uh, maybe he'll play in this one, Uh, but Kansas has got some talent as well. I like the game. I just watched them both already enough that I didn't have them on my board. I want to go back to the Pop-Tarts Bowl really quick, though. Their mascot for this game is going to be edible.
1: It's going to be live?
0: They're going to have a live Pop-Tart that people can eat off of.
1: It's going to be weird. I'm uh, now I'm happier that I took this bowl game. Now I want to see that.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. So next up on my board here, I, for the good of, for the sacrifice here. And since this is your first Christmas with your little girl, I'm going to take the Christmas Eve bowl <laughs> game or whatever. The Hawaii bowl, uh, coastal Carolina mm-hmm. and San Jose state. No Grayson McCallie's McCauley's in the portal. Probably going to end up at NC state as the rumor has it. I uh, have not watched San Jose State this year, which was my real reason for taking this bowl game. And I'm going to come back around and come to, back to the pinstripe bowl uh, between whatever Miami has left, the 12 players that Miami still has on their roster, and Rutgers, that who I have not watched play this year, but they have a guy we're going to talk about a little bit later when we talk about the senior bowl on their team that maybe will play.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's good. That was, that was up, uh, up pretty soon. Uh, I think, I think the White Bulls, yeah, on the twenty third this year. So thankfully yeah. not. Oh well, there you gonna, go. It's good. It's gonna go. It's gonna go until the twenty fourth here on the East Coast. So I appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna take some games with some crappy big teams. I'll take the Music City Bowl, Auburn against Maryland. Uh, maybe, maybe it's. Talia Tagovailoa's last game. I think he's got to be out of eligibility by this point. Um, and you know, Auburn almost beat Alabama, so I'll take that. And oof, I'll go with the Fenway Bowl next: SMU, Boston College. Uh, you know, it, playing in early early morning. Maybe 9 a.m. for you, so I'll tell you, I'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. So moving right along here. Um, normally we fight to see who doesn't have to watch this game, but I was kind of intrigued by the matchup a little bit here in the Arizona Bowl. Uh well, I was more intrigued by it before uh Daquan Finn entered the portal but I'll take Toledo and Wyoming here in the uh, Arizona bowl in Tucson. And I will come back with the celebration bowl uh, between Ford A&M and Howard. There's some prospects in that game that I haven't watched yet. So anxious to see that there with the, uh, to see who determines the uh, HBCU national champion.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, So celebration bowl is fun. I think it is a fun bowl to watch. So that was on my board as well. Uh, Let's go with let's go with the Liberty Bowl. Memphis against Iowa State. Uh, You know, I'll take that because I think you're you got the Sun Bowl, so it gives me something to watch that afternoon. And then maybe my favorite named bowl. I'm going the Gasparilla Bowl. Georgia Tech UCF. Uh, I actually like Georgia Tech's team uh, this year a little bit.
0: There you go. All right. Uh, with my next pick here, I'm going to take the Cure Bowl in Orlando. They play this one at the UCF Stadium. Uh, App State in Miami of Ohio. I have not watched App State this year, so that's why I'm going to go with that one. And I have not watched Marshall either. They're playing UTSA in the – Frisco Bowl that's sponsored by, I believe, Scooter's Coffee?
1: (laughs) What is Scooter's Coffee?
0: I don't know, but you're going to look it up when you watch that game now, aren't you? I guess that's true. Uh, But yeah, so give me the Scooter's Coffee, Frisco Bowl, Marshall, and
1: UTSA. (laughs) Wild. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll take the famous toastery bowl slash Bahamas bowl. Apparently, it's named both this year. Western Kentucky against Old Dominion. Yeah,
0: they're, they're playing this game in Charlotte because they're renovating the, the, I guess it's a rugby stadium or whatever soccer stadium it is in the Bahamas that they usually play at. They're renovating the stadium. They couldn't play the bowl game there this year, so they're playing it in Charlotte, the Bahamas Bowl in North Carolina, sponsored by famous toastery between yeah. Old Dominion and Western Kentucky.
1: Right, uh, at least like Western Kentucky, maybe we get to see those guys. Above. And Jason Henderson, linebacker, uh, ODU, solid one. Yeah, right, very good. Uh, and then I'll go Boca Raton Bowl, USF against Syracuse. This. One. Yeah, I've seen enough of Syracuse this year uh, myself.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to come back now with – the Camellia Bowl, played in the state capital of Alabama, Montgomery, Arkansas State, and Northern Illinois. I have watched neither of those teams. And I have also watched neither of Air Force or James Madison. They're playing in the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth. So I will plug away
1: with those two. Yeah, you'll, be, you'll be back-to-back with those ones. Um, yeah, give, give me the uh, first responder bowl. Rice and Texas State. I do like Texas State's offensive scheme. It's fun. And then uh shout-out to my boy Kane. I'm going to take the uh quick lane bowl right before that. Bowling Green against Minnesota. Get the Golden Gophers going.
0: Okay. My board is now empty. So <laughs> uh, we're One, down to so three. Are we, are we down to three? We are. So... I guess I go back to back and then you get the final and that closes it up. Is that right? Yeah, that should be. Or is that? Okay. Because
1: you you only had one at the beginning.
0: Okay. All right. That's right. So, oh, man. Uh, guess give me Duke and Troy in the Birmingham Bowl. Let me just wrap up all the in-state Alabama Bowl games there. You got them all. And, oh, man. Uh, Who have I watched less of? George... State or Georgia, I have watched less of Georgia Southern, so give me the Myrtle Beach Bowl uh, between Georgia Southern and Ohio, which, Shane, that will give you the potato bowl in Boise potato between bowl. Georgia State and Utah State. And I'm going to be honest, I just didn't want to watch a game on the boy field.
1: So, ah, no, that's, that's I avoided part. that. I'm in. I'm in potato bowl for life. All right.
0: So that will wrap up our bowl game draft, of which I will – be pretty much have all of these on the first weekend, except for one. The first set, the opening Saturday there, there's seven bowl games. I will have six of the seven, uh, including one that I'll be at live uh, in Jacksonville Station, Louisiana. We've <laughs> yeah, so,
1: D- got a lot of time to get
0: those The is going to be working overtime uh, on that Saturday for me, but that's going to do it for the bowl game draft. That's always fun. And like I said, the fun part is we have no idea who's going to play in these games. Right. So that's our bowl game draft. All right. So as we tend to do this time of year, we're gonna wrap up the show with the senior bowl acceptances this week. And there's a lot more to talk about this week, Shane. The third Auburn defensive back uh commits to the game today. Jalen Simpson uh played safety this year, but can play corner six one one seventy eight.
1: Yeah, he's he's athletic. I think he's a great free safety, you know, kind of ball hawk type who can man cover, so I like that addition as well.
0: Um coming off their game against Louisville and Snub, if you will, by the College Bowl Playoff Committee, uh 67235 wide receiver Johnny Wilson from Florida State in
1: the game. What what are your thoughts on Wilson? Is he I, I don't think I included him in my, my prediction because I just don't think he's good did. enough. Uh, did I? See, I, I think that's the second time I've done that. Uh, you know, that, that that's where the name and the school, I think, got him in. I don't think he's that great. Like, he he can't – I don't think he can play tight end in the NFL. I don't think he can block like that. Um, has some great catches, but I, I really do think Jordan Travis makes him, drops a lot of passes. I, I don't think he has the athleticism at that size for the NFL. Like it's gonna be a weird, weird fit. Senior Bowl will be fun, you know, one on one to have a guy this big. But like, uh, I'm just he's he's out of my top twenty receivers for this class.
0: Is he Hakeem Butler
1: ish? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a fine comparison, right? Like Wilson. Not going to get separation short and medium routes. He's they really try to use him deep and create that separation when you're trying to cover Keon Coleman and the other re- receivers receiving options for Florida State.
0: Uh, Illinois interior offensive lineman Isaiah Adams is in, but more importantly, Hunter one is in the Senior Bowl. saying Tory
1: Taylor from Iowa. After my long snapper staffu, I had to get Tory Taylor so. Uh, yeah, maybe one of the best punters in, in recent years. I'm, I'm interested to see how high he can go.
0: Uh, Missouri, other corner, Enos Rickstraw is in, along with their linebacker, Tyron Hopper, who I know you're a big fan of.
1: Yeah, I like Tyron Hopper, great instincts. Uh, I think Rickshaw's intriguing, a little undersized, but athletic. So, uh, Missouri, a pretty solid team this year.
0: Just announced tonight the winner of the Butkus Award this year. Also coming to the Senior Bowl, Peyton Wilson, linebacker, NC
1: State. Yeah, you, you had him in your top five linebackers. I mean, he he produces. He could tackle, good wrap-up tackler. Uh, Peyton Wilson's going to be fun.
0: I, I got a pretty good idea about Cam Hart, the cornerback from Notre Dame, who is in. I need you to explain to me because I have no clue about this guy. Notre Dame linebacker Maris Lufau.
1: Yeah, um so he's he's kind of a big one of those big middle linebackers, downhill guys. Um has a nice burst, so I'm intrigued to see like the time speed, but seems to be just kind of a tackle machine type. I, I have him lower on my list. I, I don't know if he has that lateral agility, so maybe the senior bowl will help give me a better picture.
0: Linebacker one both of us last week, Tommy Eichenberg, Ohio State is in. And you tried to talk me out of Josh Proctor, the safety from Ohio State, but he's also in.
1: I, I did, I did. I'm glad you didn't listen to me. So I, I was surprised Josh Proctor made it for Ohio State. But Eichenberg's, uh, he's going to clean up if he, uh, you know, if he he plays in the game, especially he'll do really well.
0: Yeah. Uh, briefly alluded to him earlier, uh, Rutgers cornerback Max Melton.
1: I, I like Max Melton a lot, and I feel like no one else does. So I I don't know, you know. I, I'm glad he got this invite because I was scared he'd like end up at, you know, a third tier All Star game. I'd be like, well, I guess I missed on Max Melton, but super athletic. Um, you know, re- related to Bo Melton, the wide receiver from Rutgers that went undrafted, but uh, is uh, playing in the NFL still. So I think Max Melton has good coverability and was a big part of why Rutgers had defensive success.
0: A trifecta of TCU Horn Frogs in the game: uh, Brandon Coleman, their interior offensive lineman; Jared Wiley, their big tight end, 6'7", 255. and probably the best of the bunch is cornerback Josh Newton.
1: Yeah, Newton, in the corner. He has an outside shot at the first round. I think he's just a solid it can jam you type of corner. And uh, yeah, you know Coleman's solid. Uh, I think I've, I, I've been a little surprised on that one, and Wiley. He, he he balled out at the end of the season, so I get that. One.
0: Yeah. in uh, a week tight end class, he has a chance to maybe make some noise uh down here. Uh the fourth Texas Longhorn to accept his invite is corner A. Barron.
1: Yeah, I mean good instincts uh playing the ball. I, I you know, he he's probably gonna be to me uh more of a slot corner the next level. And I think that could bode well at the senior, but when you're facing some of the smaller shiftier guys.
0: Uh four Texas A&M Aggies have been invited, but only one's accepted so far, and that's Layden Robinson, their uh their interior offensive line prospect, 6'4, 320. He
1: he he was a stud early in his career, and I, I feel like has fallen off the, the past couple years. So maybe you know the athleticism and strength we see at the senior bowl kind of bounces him back a little bit.
0: Um the second punter we'll talk about uh, for this game, Austin McNamara from Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, big, big, big leg. He, he's a boomer. Austin McNamara is a boomer of a punter. So you get that, the distance with McNamara. I, I, my top two uh, punters, they took them both. So I was happy with that.
0: Um, Utah offensive linemen always tend to do well when the draft process rolls around. Will Saltoa Laumea yeah. fare? The same.
1: I I think so. At least Stolomea has that you know nice bend and good good pop off the line. This, the Utah offensive lineman in the pit uh, always always do well. Always fun.
0: Always fun to see yeah. uh, a pair of Wake Forest Demon Deacon defensive backs, Kalen Carson, which we know about and have talked about. Haven't talked so much about their safety, Malik Mustafa.
1: I think Malik Mustafa. He's you know he's he's well built. Uh, Mustafa's tough, good downhill tackling safety. Gotta get those hips a little more fluid. But I think I think Mustafa has a chance to make some noise and and uh, mobile for sure.
0: And finally, rounding it out, the second interior defensive lineman that started his career at Western Michigan. Uh, this one actually finished. That'll play at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Broncos. Marshawn
1: Neeland. Yeah, uh, so definitely an interesting kind of sparkly. Yeah, it's it's not wild that we have we have two Western Michigan uh, defensive line. Yeah, well, one, defensive line? well, one's well, at Florida State, but <laughs> right, but former defensive line. Yeah. Completely
0: wrecked shopping. See, was the, I mean, I, I said it in my piece uh, Tuesday, uh, not to. Stomp on Mr. Neal in there, but Braden Fiske, it was that was probably one of the best defensive performances I've watched all season from a single player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I read your piece, it was great. People should check it out. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, maybe, yeah, maybe best at any performance. Uh, it was dominant, he, he won that game for them. Yeah, Brandon Fiske. All
0: right, a uh, couple of underclassmen declarations to get to. Um, Caleb Williams hasn't officially declared for the draft, but he's not playing the bowl game. I'm I'm saying he's officially declared for the draft.
1: Yeah, he's, he's in.
0: That's it. Um, Their tailback, Marshawn Lloyd, also uh, enters the draft. And, well, we all know I'm a big fan of his.
1: Well, yeah, former South Carolina running back. Lloyd, Lloyd had a good year. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what the process does for Marshall Lloyd because he's going to run fast at the combine too. Health is an issue for him. Yeah,
0: he missed some missed some games uh, for the Trojans this year as well. Um, before we get to the final guy,
1: uh, Penn State edge rusher Chop Robinson, potential first round pick here, right? Definitely potential first round pick. Missed some time this year, but when he was when Chop Robinson was in, he he gave uh, you know, fits to opposing offensive linemen. Michigan stopped throwing the ball because of Chop Robinson in that game.
0: And finally, Shane, because I know you know more about this guy than I ever will, uh, Monmouth running back Jaden Sheridan, 3rd year player enters the draft. Not not often you see an underclassman from Monmouth
1: uh, hit the hit the draft. Yeah, well, I mean, you're talking about a guy that that. Is super productive. I mean, Sheridan is uh, you know productive at that level, dominant at that level. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he has the speed. I don't. I don't see the. Oh, this is an NFL player when I watch him. But I, I think Sher- Jaden Sheridan would make a team at the very least.
0: With you have to think if he's declaring for the draft, he's got an All Star invite from from somewhere, right? I would. I would sh- yeah, I would. Uh, I right would think right. the Shrine probably at the very least. Right. Uh, we're not going to take any questions tonight. Uh, we didn't get any in the chat. And, uh, we didn't ask for any because we knew we were going to run long. So that's going to bring us now. Uh, final thoughts, Shane, on everything we talked about tonight. Top 10 mock draft. Uh, my big board came out yesterday. Uh, top 200 that I've already had to adjust four times because players have entered the transfer portal <laughs> and gone out. Uh, but anything else uh, on your mind?
1: No, I, I think just be patient in these next couple weeks I, I know you know Brian like you said you're adjusting your ranks I mean I'm I'm gonna kind of take a step back I think and wait it out a little longer before I, I start digging in
0: I kind of wish I would um, have to be yeah. honest
1: it's just not it's I man there's so many every day uh so I, I think I'm gonna take a step and wait till at least next week. Before I update things and and kind of get ready for that, so so be patient. You can always tweet us and ask us our opinion on things yeah. or do it in the Discord if you need to.
0: I'm probably going to at the very least wait till the All Star Circuit started before I, uh, I I move my board again.
1: Right, well, because you don't know who's going to be in the draft. Right. You don't know who's declaring, let alone transferring. It just gets wild. It's a mess. All
0: <laughs> right, so that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown podcast. Um, If you're new to the channel watching this live or you just come across it because you saw mock draft in the head title there, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you get notified when we go live each and every week for these. Uh, If you listen to this on the audio version of the platform, be it Spotify, be it Apple Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Share those out. Let everybody know how much you like the Draft Countdown Podcast. Um, And always go to draftcountdown.com, right? And you can join our Discord live from there that's the best place to find us but you can also find us on Twitter you can find me there at Deep Fried draft you can follow Shane at Shane P Hallam you can follow draft countdown on Twitter at draft countdown as I said once before go to draftcount..com 24 7 draft coverage every day of the year for Shane I'm Brian good night everybody